Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. All right. Welcome to another episode of Business Story of the Week, where we interview the most innovative and inspiring entrepreneurs in the world. Today, we've got somebody, you know, look, sometimes I get these guys who never stop. And I tell people, we've got a guy who just never stops. And they go, how is that possible? How can a guy never stop? Well, today we're excited to have with us J. Webb Benjamin, or JB as he's known to his friends. JB is the founder and CEO of Cryotech. He's a visionary leader who's changing the way we do business. His company's at the forefront of technology, and he's passionate about using technology to solve real world problems. In today's episode, we're going to talk to JB about how he started his company the challenges he's faced along the way, and his vision for the future of technology, NFTs, cybersecurity, cryptocurrency, and how his company is making a difference. We're going to ask him the top three pieces of advice he would give aspiring entrepreneurs. And I got to tell you guys, JB was brought to us by somebody that we both know, uh, Christian. And Christian told me what a dynamic individual he is. And... I never know with people when I get on the phone with them or when I get on the Zoom because there's a lot of BS out there. And I remember talking to JB at first and going, this can't be real. And everything that came out of this man's mouth made sense. So he is one of those out there thinkers. So I encourage you guys as you listen to this episode to suspend judgment Turn off those filters and listen to what JB is saying because there might be something in there that might change the way you think about these topics. JB, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? I mean, that was that, that intro just blew me away. Seriously, it's great to be here as well. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. Amazing. So, tell us a little bit about how you got your start and how that brought you to where you are now. Okay, well, uh, to try and compress it into as small as possible, uh, I was born in Birmingham in the 1980s. I had a child, I was homeschooled and had a childhood of protests and reading Descartes and Baudrillard. Uh, I was kind of trained for a revolution that never took place, but what it did do is instill in me some really good values around um, transparency, how do you keep people? How do you be, remain accountable in the in the stuff that you do, and how do you keep others accountable as well? And how to communicate with people around me from an incredibly early age. Um, I wanted to, originally. I didn't actually want to be like a tech guy. I was going to be a filmmaker originally. <laughs> but in the United Kingdom, if you wanted to get funding for filming, you only get funding for one of two things. It's either a Hugh Grant love rom-com movie or it's a shoot 'em up kind of gang related stereotype reinforcing thing 
and I'm not interested in making either of those. I, I love martial arts movies, the old Shaw Brothers stuff, right, and that kind of stuff. So I moved into 3D because you can do anything you want in 3D. You're just limited by your own technical ability. And I just got trained. I got trained in 3D, loved it, loved the fact that it, you could use coding for it. Spin the clock forwards. I've had four children and things are not going so great. And that actually then leads to the creation of Vox Messenger. Um, I know, and I know it sounds wild, but uh, I had four kids, which are, they're amazing. Three of them are teenagers now. And my youngest son's called Cal L, named after the last ray of hope, the man of steel himself. Because uh, I am a nerd and a fan at the end of the day. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't getting access to my children at the time when I was going through court. And I know, I've, I know a lot of fathers who are going through similar things. And normally their way of dealing with it is to either get drugs into drugs and alcohol or become completely useless people, and that's not me. So I was like, right, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna challenge myself. I'm going to build my own messaging platform. Um, it was just to stop myself from going mentally insane, actually. But then I noticed, I suddenly started, as I was researching all of these different messaging platforms and how they worked, and how they were actually generating revenue and what they did with your data, it started to kind of click together, and I suddenly realized that I actually had something that would be useful to people. You know, something that could actually perhaps bring some safety to people. Bear in mind, you know, at the time I was reading up on all these stories of how people were having all of their secrets revealed from their messages, uh, from their messengers, left, right and center. Some people, I guess, in positions of power deserve to have their secrets revealed, to be fair. But Joe Public, who's really not doing anything, pretty much doesn't. I mean, when you look at all the platforms around us, the way they make revenue is from exploiting your personal data, be that a photograph of your own child or be it you ticking a like to a particular product. It is indiscriminate and it is all harvesting. And I, I got to be honest, for me, data, data exploitation for ads revenue is very kind of close to the transatlantic slave trade methodology of doing things. And the reason I say that is because both, both required the exploitation of groups of people against their will and without their due process and knowledge. And when you're, ex when you're exploiting personal data, say via Facebook for ads revenue inside of a massive silo of all European people's data, it becomes a very, it's a very necrotropic thing at the end of the day. There is no overt benefit brought to the end user other than the free use of that platform. But then what does that really bring to the person? What does using Facebook bring to an individual's life? Does it advance you? Does it gain you profit? These are discussions for a whole other, for a whole other podcast, I'm sure. Um, especially yeah. as I'm in court with Meta at this time anyway, but that's a whole other discussion. So here, here's my question to you. So the average guy, and, mm. and now we're talking about privacy, right? And I remember uh, when we were first introduced, I was like, hey man, just get me on WhatsApp. And you're like, whoa, 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 I don't, I don't do WhatsApp. And I said, all right, cool, let's do a Zoom. And you said, can't trust that either, right? And I said, well, then how are we going to communicate? And you turned me on to this Vox Messenger that you've brilliantly created. And you said it's multiple encrypted. And I went on there and, and I love Vox Messenger, actually. I've been using it quite a bit for anything that is proprietary. Now, here's my question for you. The majority of people will think, I'm not a criminal. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not stealing, cheating, lying, doing any of those bad things. Why do I care if these platforms take my take my information and, and sell it? Why what's what what skin is that off my back? 
Okay, so there is a couple of different components to that. So when people look at it, they go, okay, what, 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 why is it, this means nothing to me because it doesn't affect me. But the reality is it does affect you. When you are using uh, lots of these platforms, these platforms run algorithms which are learning from you. They are learning every single thing they do, you do. They are learning to know you better than your husband, your wife, or your children know you at the end of the day. Bear in mind, the technology that is, exert, that is used on a lot of these websites can not, can not only track your hand movements, your mouse movements, and what it is you're actually going for, they can also engage with predictive analysis based on, on analyzing bunches of data over long periods of time. Now, a terrifying aspect or culmination of this technology is the Apple Vision Pro glasses. Now, everybody's raving about, yay, these are going to be brilliant, mass adoption, metaverse, whatever the hell that is nowadays. Um, but the reality is the, the Vision Pro glasses are something way more interesting. They've, Apple have already admitted that they can predict what you're going to click next just by the movement of your eyes, but it gets better. They can make you click a thing just by training your eyes to react to different things that they know you're interested in. This basically means they can exert a form of subtle mind control. So yeah, you should be concerned about your data. Bear in mind, look at what happened a few years back. Cambridge Analytica, harvesting of data for direct targeting of voter ads to ensure that only the right people are voting for the right people. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about you should worry about your data being exploited because it leads to not only mass manipulation, but also individual manipulation of you via the platforms you are using. How many of us keep the YouTube algorithm running and start watching a load of stuff that we literally before then had no interest in? We're just doom scrolling it because we're being told that we like it. You know, there is a, so the other component to this, I would also add is that your data has serious monetary financial value. And that's perhaps the most important thing you should be really thinking about. All of these platforms make millions, hundreds of millions of dollars off of ads revenue that, only, that is only possible by virtue of you interacting with those platforms. Now, you gain no overall life benefit other than psychological issues from using them all the time and loads of social anxiety. But these guys are making billions from it, from your passive well, you thought passive actions, which they can also manipulate and guide to increase you doing. So it's a lovely little hamster wheel of manipulation and, and subtle control that these mega corporations can exert on you just to make money. So, I mean, there's also another thing. There is also the safety concern. The safety concern being that if your data is leaked from one of these platforms that you trust your entire life to, that data will be out there to be used, manipulated. In fact, I think it was in France, a French telecom did a great advert in which a grown-up woman is not actually a grown-up woman. It's an actual AICG that was created from a child's photograph. And they demonstrated how for, by taking a child's photograph, you can commit massive fraud by actually using AI to age them up and they get birth certificates, get kinds of credit cards in their, in their name. And this has a long-term effect on those people. So yes, what I would say to those people is you need to stop being so callous. Stop ignoring the fact that we're in the 21st century and that data is more valuable than gold, fact, and actually start engaging in a little, a little self-education in this stuff. Because we have to, we, we, not just for us, but also for our children who are becoming more expert at it than us, you know? Wow. So when you say it like that, I think, man, yeah, we definitely need to watch our security more. So, okay. So we've identified the problem. So if you're the average person, what do you do? 
Um, the average person is going to find their life incredibly complex because if you want to be really secure, it's not an easy life. I mean, anybody who's used Signal knows how much of a pain in the buttocks that can be. Sorry, Moxie and Brian Acton, it just is. And anybody who's used um, oh, what's the, uh, who's used Telegram knows that you're just being spied on by a Russian media company as soon as you use it. And by the way, it's not natively encrypted. It's plain text until you activate end-to-end -end encryption. And then if you look at platforms like Slack, Teams, again, overly complex. As soon as they engage their security protocols, they become these onerous, lumbering things that Joe Public really could not be asked to use. I mean, they hate using it at work, let alone going home and having to use the thing. So the way we designed Vox Messenger was to be as easy as possible. So we designed it so that you can easily extract and see where the security elements are, hence why you go into our settings panel. I'll give you an example. One of the features we have is something called Incinerate, which is the only platform that truly allows you to delete your data in from while you're messaging. So we can demonstrate that you're deleted. When you use Incinerate, you delete the message from your handset, their handset, and every server that it's gone through. Which basically Okay, hold means on. Before before we move on to that, I want to hear about that. Explain what Vox Messenger is. Most of our audience won't know. People say, hey, I use WhatsApp, I use Facebook Messenger, I use Insta Messenger. What is Vox Messenger? Okay, I'll give you the technical line and then I'll give you the, I'll, and then I'll explain what all the buzzwords mean because let's face facts, it's all buzzwords. Um, Vox Messenger is the world's first post-quantum encrypted video chat messenger. What does that actually mean? Post-quantum encryption is a higher standard of encryption than the current standard, which is based on something called elliptic curve. Elliptic curve being the, pro, being the concept of finding the parametric point between two curves. The problem with it is a lot of the algorithms, uh, if you know your security history, have been prior compromised or backdoored by the RSA incident of between 1992 and 1998. That's some deep OG cyber stuff there. We can talk about that a whole other time. But what it does mean is that 90% of all of the stuff that people are using is already pre-compromised by virtue of access by governments. Now, um, with post-quantum encryption, it uses something called lattice-based cryptography. This is two to four hundred times stronger than elliptic curve because it's finding that parametric point between a, a, across a lattice. Now, bear in mind, you can also have 2D lattice or 3D lattice in this technology. So, again, it becomes incredible. The expandability, scalability of this is insane. And it's also incredibly low bandwidth. I mean, we're using the algorithms we're using are NIST finalists. Now, what does that mean? Why is that important? NIST is the big, the big group of guys who get together and go, this is standard. We agreed that this is good. Um, we've got NIST finalists as our actual algorithms. And we, we picked these as well because they're open source algorithms, which means they can be they're audited. They can be publicly looked at and checked. We have the way I run my company is if somebody finds a hole, we say, come tell us, we go fix it. You know, there's no shame in pointing out a hole at the end. We ain't going to hide it. Jesus, I mean, what would be the point of that is that kind of goes against the concept of privacy, you know? So it is at its base. It is the next generation answer to WhatsApp and Signal. It has the simplicity of Signal with the with even more security than than actual. So it has the simplicity of WhatsApp with even more security than Signal. Wow! So it's WhatsApp with the simplicity of Signal, but better security than both of those things. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So. As we're, I, I, I feel like we need to have a much longer conversation. So I'd like to get you on for a full hour if you're willing to be on the show again. Oh, hell yeah. And, okay. And we can dig into all this stuff. But for now, it sounds to me like the simplest thing that people can do 
is to download Vox Messenger. And we will include the link below in the show notes. But if you want to share, how do people find Vox Messenger? How do they install it? Is it available for uh, iOS okay. as well as for yeah. Android? Tell us all that. Okay, so it's available on Android at the moment on the Google Play Store, has been for ages. It's also available on Android on the Amazon App Store. So if you're somebody that uses an Amazon device, because as we all know, Amazon and Google don't play well together, you can actually find us in their App Store as well. Um, we are coming to iOS. Sorry, Apple iFail users. We, we don't particularly like the tech. And, you know, it's, it's basically a anytime you have an Apple product, you're more or less just mainline straight into Apple servers anyway. So... Um, but we are coming out on iOS in about two to three weeks. Um, we also are coming out on Linux two weeks after that. And we're available on desktop as well. Um, yeah. And oh, and it's free. Of course. It's, yeah, that's the most important thing. It's free. Um, we also have very uh, in the app. We have our very clearly defined privacy policy. Please, people. We've kept our privacy policy probably like one of the shortest in the market, but it's concise. And it explains what we do. Um, also, we make a couple of commitments. With our messaging platform, with our app, you do not need to hand over permissions to the camera or the microphone or your contacts just to demo the app. If you want to go through the app, refuse all permissions, but you can still play with the app. You can still look at it. You can still see what all the different screens do to make sure you're happy with it and you feel good about it. Okay? And people, you should do that anyway. Never give up all your phone permissions just like ad hoc, even if you know who the person is. Don't do it. Um, we also have, uh, I'll also do one extra thing. Um, and I know everybody's probably going to advise me against this and go, what are you doing? Um, if you go to my Twitter, JBWB2020, I will publish my phone number. And because I'm on Vox Messenger, anybody has any questions, they will be able to actually speak to the founder and CEO direct. And yeah, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make time for that because I'm, I'm not a personality CEO. I don't want to be like Elon Musk, like, Lord, I want to actually talk to people. You know, I want to be with people, you know, that's, okay. our, that's the whole point of us. Well, there we go. So you're paying the subscription fee for Twitter so people can get a hold of you there if they pay the subscription yeah. fee as well. Okay. Well, Love no, it. no, they can get hold of me without the subscription fee to Twitter. It's just you have to have that blue tick just to get through that bloody algorithm to show up on searches now. I mean, it's, pay, it's, pra it's practically pay to be searchable at this point. Oh, and don't forget, fully monetized hate machine that Twitter is right now. It's a, it's a thing of beauty. <laughs> okay. Amazing. So JB, we've gone over, but I think it was worth it. And definitely I'm going to hold you to being on another show. So next month we're going to get you on and we're going to do a long form show, maybe even in person. We're going to see if we can get you out. And um, other than that, anything else you want to leave our viewers and listeners with? I would say that um, you're other than your children and your life, your most precious asset in the 21st century is your data. Be it, uh, you may think your individual bits of data are insignificant, like you going to the shop on Google Maps being tracked as insignificant. All of these things, though, when you add them together, they are not insignificant. And when we do the longer interview, I will explain how governments and corporations can track you within five feet just by using very easy accessible bit data points from your social media. Wow. See, I'm, I'm Iranian. We don't trust any government anywhere. So when you say it, I'm like, Oh yeah, my feet, I think two feet. <laughs> I think they're already here, but I think the majority of people don't get that. And I, I really want to dig deeper into this. So we'll see you soon. People look for JB on other podcasts and interviews. Make sure to request him to your favorite podcast. 
Reach out to us below, podcast story of the week. Let us know what you thought about our guest today and make sure to reach out to JB on his website, download Vox Messenger, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode. JB, thanks again. Thanks, man. It's been great. All right, so here's the thing. We try to get a little bit better every day, but we can't do it without you. So if you like the video, make sure to like and subscribe below. And if you have any comments, just leave them in the space under.